All right, so we are here at TGIF. F. And it's episode number one. Number one. So I'm very excited. Brother Andrew, are you excited? I am super excited, Brother Luke. So Super excited. Because it's episode number one, we thought it'd be good to introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about why TGIFF. Exactly. Why TGIF? F. <laughs> okay. And if that's getting old... It won't. It won't, because <laughs> we're not going to say TGIF... F. Every time. Exactly. Or sometimes just say TGIFF. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, we won't be annoying, we promise. Yeah. But Andrew, do you promise? Um, oh, maybe a little bit, but sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Scout's honor. Scout's honor. All right, so, but Andrew, what is something about you that people wouldn't know at first glance? Hmm, interesting question. Because we know you're a seminarian. Yes. You probably like to pray or you do a lot of that. Yeah, I would say And so. so I think people will assume that, although it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Prayer is great. Yeah, oh yeah. But what's something about you that people don't get at first glance? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, we guess we just kind of want to like introduce ourselves a little bit, those of us who are getting to, getting to know us. Um, so my name is Brother Andrew. My full name, for those of you who don't know, is Andrew Michael Torrey. And whenever I say my name out loud, my full name, I don't know, I guess with you, Brother Luke, but it always sounds kind of weird. <laughs> it always sounds like, oh, somebody's identifying me and saying my whole name. I don't know. But anyways, that's my name, and I'm 28 years old, and I'm from Slida, Louisiana, and I'm I'm very happy. I'm here in Rome studying to be to be a priest. Um, so yeah, I mean, just knowing that, you could kind of make a lot of conclusions about my life. I'm studying to be a priest, and I am making a fundamental option to to serve the church, just like Brother Luke. And it's exciting. It's scary. It's awesome. Um, it's so many things. Um, have a lot of uncertainties about the future, but I'm, I'm going with Jesus, so I'm, I'm happy. And um, uh, you're gonna have to tell us about some of those uncertainties later. Okay, all right. Because yeah, that's will, interesting. We'll have to deep into that. Deep, delve deep into that. Um, well, maybe before. Let's see. You asked me what do some people just don't really know about me. Like when they when they see you in St. Peter's Square, they think, oh, there's just another seminarian. Exactly. Who uh, probably reads books about prayer and about God God and heaven. Exactly. But what's something they don't know about Brother Andrew okay, I make Michael a, Torrey? I make an awesome carrot cake, okay? Okay, I and I am a witness to that. Okay. I, I have a really good carrot cake. Those of you who know Paula Dean, she's a great southern, southern chef, okay? And she has these really, I mean, she has really fatty recipes, okay, to be honest. <laughs> but she cooks really well, and I took one of her recipes and I sort of spiced it up. And so every year in Easter here in the seminary, I always, on, on Holy Saturday, I always go in the kitchen and I always prepare this huge carrot cake for 300 people here in the seminary. Because we got 300 brothers, or 300 people all together here in the seminary. And from all over the world, it's pretty cool. We have from the United States, we have yeah. Canadians, we have yeah. from Mexico, Colombia, Brazil, yeah. Argentina. South Korea, France, Spain. Germany. Ireland. England. Uh, Poland. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're from France. all over. France. I don't know if we said France. Uh, Haiti. France. We somebody who joined this year from Haiti. From Haiti. Yeah. So we're, it's it's like the United Nations here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, that carrot cake. That's that's one thing that people probably looking at me that they probably wouldn't be able to guess. And it unites us all. I think everyone. Exactly. It, it's something universal, transcultural. Transcultural. Car- carrot cake. Carrot cake. Yeah, everybody likes carrot cake. Yeah. I like it. Mine with more icing rather than less. And with Philadelphia, Philadelphia yes. cream cheese yeah. icing. That's that's the touch. That's that's the special touch. It's a little splurge that we do for Easter Sunday, but 
But what about you, Brother Luke? What's looking at Brother Luke? What do we not know about you, Brother Luke? Okay, so my saying my full name might take up the whole rest of the episode. Oh man, I think it's you should. Long. I think you should say your full name <laughs> and no. your middle name especially. Okay, well, <laughs> he's twisting my wrist. Yeah, that's right. So, Brother Luke. Beddingfield. Beddingfield. <laughs> it's it's noble, nobility. <laughs> Beddingfield Rawicki. I love my middle name and my last name. My middle name is my mom's maiden name. So that's from my mom's side, Beddingfield. That's a good tradition. That used to be, people used to, to follow that, right? Yeah. My middle name is mom's. My mom's one of five. She has just sisters. So I think part of it was that, at least in the States, the middle name of the wife sometimes gets lost. So yeah. mm-hmm. since it was just sisters... I got the middle name Beddingfield, and one of my cousins got the middle name Beddingfield. And so there you have it, Luke Beddingfield Rawicki. It's a cool name. Uh, one of six kids, uh, the third, studying here in Rome, second year theology. So I, I joined 10 years ago uh, in Connecticut, the Legionaries of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so Luke and I joined together. Two, same th- summer. 2009. Yeah. We celebrated our 10-year anniversary That's a couple right. months ago. That's right. And when we, we first joined. And we just celebrated our eighth anniversary of religious profession. Yes. We professed, we professed our vows for the first time eight years ago. Yes. This month. And then uh, two more years of theology to go for me, and I'm very excited about that, and we'll talk about that for sure as well. And I think if you saw me yeah. in a... Where? And here in Rome? In a metro station. In a metro station, okay. We do a lot of public transportation here. Maybe you wouldn't know that... I like to sing. I like to write songs. Yeah. I like to play soccer. Yeah, he's he's really good at both of those things. And yeah. uh, I do not know how to make carrot cake, Ugh. unfortunately. That's but I like I know how to eat it. I know how to enjoy it. That's right. Especially brother Andrews. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like who we like little things about are. us. Just kind of like break the ice a little bit. Um, maybe we can like why are we doing this podcast? Like we we're, there's two guys of us here here studying in Rome. And we're going to be priests. Why are we doing a podcast? Like, I think we should talk about that. What do you think? Yes. So how did it, maybe you can, like, how did it come about, this idea? Like, okay. So very, very simply, how did this podcast come about is that we have two very good friends at Go Forth oh, that's Podcast. Right. G-E-A-U-X. Go. Go Forth. And that's from, like, a French, Louisiana, Cajun oh, yeah. tradition spelling. The, these two young men, Christian and Jude, do an awesome job of uh, recording a podcast. They got us involved in one of their special, special episodes, episodes yeah. on discernment. Yeah. And Brother Andrew and I were thinking, wow, we're here in Rome studying philosophy, studying theology, living with, like we mentioned, brothers from all around the world. Yeah, it's such a unique experience. So we have very interesting conversations yeah. just at lunch, yeah. casual conversation yeah. about the situation in the church, the, uh, the challenges the world's facing today. Yeah. Talk about movies we watch, talk about... And I think... I always get a lot out of those conversations. And so I was thinking, why don't we, we thought, why don't we yeah. do something similar where we, we talk about those things that we Yeah, we, we share. Because we, we've received, we receive so much um, from each other, from, from the brothers here. We call each other brothers because we're in a religious community. Um, so brothers much in from, Christ. Exactly. We see so much from the brothers. And, and what we study are things that just really matter. In They're life. profound. Yeah. And maybe on a daily basis, you wouldn't necessarily uh, think about these these profound truths or challenges or um, yeah difficulties but there are answers or at least there's there's there are pathways to going deeper mm-hmm. exactly in these issues and so we're gonna we want to go deeper in those things and we also don't want 
this to be us telling you that this we're right and you're wrong, yeah. or whatever we say is is the law. Is the law? <laughs> no, it's just a conversation. It's like we just want kind of want to bounce ideas around because because we we just want to talk about life in general, and we don't want to like come up with um, we want to analyze life just like starting from what we're living here in the seminary. But Andrew, what you just said. I'm going to give you, how do you encapsulate that in two words? I would say the Dunque hermeneutic. The Dunque hermeneutic. The Dunque hermeneutic. So exactly. Like, what exactly is that? Because maybe not everyone's going to be f familiar right away with the Dunque maybe hermeneutic. Maybe not right away. I mean, there might be some you know, smart <laughs> listeners out there. So the Dunque hermeneutic, well, that was a fortuitous um, result of a conversation we had in the hallway the other day. Um, we were like, hey, you know, in our podcast, we kind of want to talk about, we, we don't want to just talk about like what we're living. We don't want to just be like self-referential, like, well, who are these two guys that are just talking about their lives? Like, well, what's the deal with that? I mean, like, do they think they're so special or whatever? No, it's not that. We want to, we've received so much and we, God has, has, he's just given us so much through what we've lived that we want to share it. And the Dunque hermeneutic comes from, what does Dunque mean in Italian, Berluc? Uh Dunque would be like... Therefore, uh -huh. uh, that being said, that being dot, said. dot, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, something along those lines. So, for example, uh, Brother Andrew, what did you uh, do for, what did you eat for breakfast today? So this morning for breakfast, I had a, a nice fluffy piece of bread, and I put some butter on it and some apricot jam, and then I had a bowl Stop of Stop there. Dunque hermeneutic it. Dunque hermeneutic. Well... I was blessed to have this breakfast this morning because I know the people who were just hit by Hurricane Dorian, for example, uh, in the Bahamas, like so many people are missing and they don't have the food, they don't have what they need. So I, the, the same breakfast I had this morning, I've had it like every single day the past several years, but like I can be, I should be grateful for those things, you know, the little things in life. Hmm. So we kind of, I guess, I don't know. What, Amen. What, so what would that, so the, like therefore, like the Dunque is like therefore, like so because of that, so it's kind of like, what can you draw yeah. out of? But the Andrew was making this motion like drawing, so I said yeah, draw, yeah. but he was about yeah, to say yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. What can I, I think? Yeah, yeah. Dra what can you draw from this experience, everyday experience maybe? Uh, or sometimes we're, we're speechless uh, in front of a, a more profound experience, but it kind of ends there because you hear a, a really powerful song or, a, or someone tells you something about their lives and it's, you know, they, they, they open up something about their lives. And you're touched, but then in the midst of a busy day, it uh -huh. kind of just goes. It happens to me a lot. Uh -huh. It just kind of falls off to the side. It falls a off, bit. To, yeah. And you, and you don't let it really affect you. But yeah, I think, like soaking with God yeah. speaking to us all the time throughout our lives, and yeah. especially like Brother Andrew saying, we're very blessed to be in the heart of the church, living in Rome for yeah, you know, four years now. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And so we kind of want to extract lessons. So that's what the Dunque part is extracting. Yes, like drawing out little lessons that we've we've been blessed with. And hermeneutic is a very complicated word. Um, it basically means uh, interpretation. So a hermeneutic is a principle by which you interpret something. So, for example, um, in the church, when we analyze uh, the teachings of the church, one hermeneutic is the hermeneutic of continuity. So let's say that... I don't know, just a random example. Let's say that there is a bishop in the Philippines who wants to propose a new teaching. Um, 
I propose that the Trinity is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and me. Let's say he decides to propose himself as part of the Trinity. Very hypothetical. Very hypothetical, okay? <laughs> so let's, so, but would that teaching be in continuity with what the church has taught up until then? You know, is the Holy Trinity really the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and this bishop from the Philippines? So the, the hermeneutic, the, the principle of like interpreting things, would say, wait a minute, this is a new idea. This, this can't be right. Yeah. So like the two, the Dunque hermeneutic for us means like, well, what's the lesson that, that you're going to take out? How are you going to interpret what you're living? Like how, how, let's take a step back and like look at the big picture. Like what's going on in my life? What, is, what, is, what, are, what are the other people around me telling me? What is God telling me through, through my experiences? Because, I don't know, but look, I think that, like, if you, like you were saying earlier, if you don't, like, take a step back, like, you can just kind of lose these treasures that are there for yeah. you, even in the, like, simple things in life, yeah. you know? Exactly. And so our uh, main subject is going to be what we're doing in Rome, what we're seeing in Rome, what we're hearing in Rome. Uh, Brother Andrew's got a really interesting what he saw in Rome. Oh, but yeah. we're not going to go into that right away. <laughs> not right away. Uh, but just uh, before we do any of that, what's going on in Rome, TGIFF, what does it stand for? Ooh, well, I think you should talk about that because you, you can we, tell us, okay. tell them how so, that came about. A little moment of inspiration during a 30 day retreat we had oh, a couple man. weeks ago. We finished, it was an amazing experience. And fruit of a future, will be topic of a future episode. So. Yes, so get ready. Uh, it's TGIFF came about because there's a saying, thank God it's Friday, mm -hmm. but there's a tradition in the Catholic Church of First Friday, mm -hmm. First Friday dedication, uh, devotion to the Sacred Heart. And it's all about God's mercy. And I was thinking, if there's a message that hits home for me, it's God's unconditional, infinite mercy. And I think that's uh, a message that we don't always hear in our world today. Mm -hmm. Because, we, yeah, we live in a world that sometimes is very individualistic or very much based on you have to earn the appreciation of others. You have to earn your money. You have to earn your living. Mm -hmm. Earn God's love. Earn God's love. Maybe. So it ends up becoming, mm -hmm. well, that's, that also relates to how I am with God. And that's not true. God, God's mercy is, is endless and infinite. So if our uh, podcast can somehow, hopefully, help, help all of us understand mm -hmm. God's mercy a little yeah. better, that message of hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, this podcast should be a podcast of hope, a podcast of, that it proclaims God's Awesome, endless, boundless mercy, mercy and closeness to us. Yeah, and that name came to you on retreat on your retreat on, right? during this retreat because yeah. I was very moved by words that I uh, heard from a priest when he said during uh, one of his talks on a homily, and he said first Friday is is like going to a bakery and not just getting a couple cookies. Oh, yeah. That then when someone comes over and they're like, oh, the cookie looks really good, can I have some? And you have only two, and you're like, no, I'm gonna have both. Yeah. Uh -huh. But imagine going to a bakery where the baker just keeps pouring out all these- Delicious. Uh, delicious pastries and, and cookies and cakes and all these things. Uh -huh. And you don't have, you have so much that you couldn't eat it all, so of course you're gonna share with the guy who comes yeah, exactly. and asks you for a chocolate chip cookie. Super abundance. Or goodness. peanut butter cookie. So. That kind of mercy is what TGIF F. is all about. So Hopefully that doesn't get old. Yeah, so hopefully it's not getting old yet. You let us know. And speaking of letting us know, we have a Facebook page as of yesterday. It was I know, launched. thanks to Brother Luke. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm at least technical enough to be able to make a Facebook page. That's great. So Facebook.com slash thank God it's 
first Friday like podcast. All, all written out? All written words? out. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I tried to make it shorter, but it wouldn't let me. So thank God <laughs> it's first Friday podcast. We'll exercise your fingers a little bit. And uh, Or just type in TGIFF, uh-huh. F, yeah. and you'll find it. Or find Andrew Tory on uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah. Luke Rawicki on Facebook. Rawicki on Facebook, yeah. Or Instagram. I wonder, are we going to get, are we breaking copyright laws with our logo? We'll find out. We'll find out, I yeah, guess. But I'm not too It's a really that. cool, so the logo that 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 uh, we had designed, specially designed for Luke, maybe you can tell us how yeah, that Yeah, shout out to, shout out to uh, Molly Rowicki, my sister. <laughs> Molly Reynolds, sorry. So she's married now, has two awesome kids, my niece and nephew, married to Matt Reynolds. And she's also very good at graphic design. She's amazing. And so yeah. in the midst of her very busy life as a mom and as a graphic designer for a really good brewery, Celestial Beer Works, <laughs> Dallas, Texas. What's the address? Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can look it up. It's it's delicious. Really, really good. They're really good at what they do, which is beer, family atmosphere, yeah. fun. Uh, she also made time for her little bro. There, there are sponsors for our first episode. That's why we're giving them a little yes, plug. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they send us beer, hopefully, right? Okay. So um, that's TGIFF. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. That's who we are. Yeah. We had a different name earlier, just to those of us, because we... If you met us as wardrobe lords, <laughs> we are the same brother Andrew and brother Luke. Exactly. But yeah, we just decided to change it because it didn't. We got interesting feedback. Yeah, yeah, interesting feedback, and yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> so, Andrew, you, should we talk about what's going on in Rome? What's been going on recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, what's been going on? Well, today is September fourteenth, and about a week and a half ago, um, we had uh, we began hosting about a hundred bishops from different parts of the world. So they came here, um, I think it was like a September 5th or so, and they arrived from, from South America, North America, Asia, different parts of Europe, Middle Aust- East, Australia as well. Um, and they all, so all these men were appointed bishops by the Pope in the past year. So that the Pope, he's the, he's the one who decides who's gonna be bishops in the Catholic Church. So he, he, well, in the Vatican, they, there's like a, a group of people that are in charge of all the bishops in the world. And so this group in the Vatican, they put, they're putting on this, um, like a congress or, yeah. or like a course. It's to help formation for all the, the bishops, so to give them all the tools they need to go be good pastors for all the people that they're in charge of now. And so they've been priests for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years or mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Depending, some of them are a lot younger, some are older. Right. Um, but they've all been recently named bishops, and it's... It's a huge responsibility. Yeah. And I actually, there were a couple of things I wanted to say about it because, so having all these bishops in the house, maybe when you see a bishop, it can seem like they're very formal mm-hmm. and they have their, uh, their cassock on, like the robe thing they wear and the pectoral cross, their yeah. hair is nicely parted. And they know a lot about the faith. They, they speak well. Yeah. So the last night we had a very interesting dinner oh, because awesome. we wanted to, you know, thank them for what they're doing as bishops. They serve the church. Uh, it's not easy to be a bishop right now with all the the scandals, scandals and, and everything. Yeah. And so for these men to accept being bishops is very courageous. And so we, as brothers, uh, sang a couple of songs. So Brother Andrew will have to tell us about our oh, song yeah. later. That was fun. Um, but then the bishops just very spontaneously started getting up. And there was a group from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. There was a group from the Italian group Italian sang group. a couple of songs. Mexico and, they, and yeah, Colombia. And there was, yeah. There was a, just bishops grabbing guitars that you know we had used in keyboards, and yeah. and they were rocking out, and they're having a great time. Exactly. Oh, it, was, it was so special because you don't see things like that. It was a behind-the-scenes sneak yeah. peek at who are these men who are now called to be pastors of 
their dioceses yeah. around the world. Yeah. Um, and also, it was. I had the uh, special opportunity, I don't know if you did as well, to sit in on a few of the conferences. Oh, no, I didn't. Tell us. So I just thought it was very uh, ecumenical. Is that the right yeah, word? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> or ecclesial. Maybe ecclesial is yeah, better. Okay. Because the church is not just the pope, bishops, priests, and nuns, right? Yeah. yeah. It, the, the church is everyone. The whole people of God. Yeah. All the people of God. Yeah. And so during the, during the talks, they had cardinals come and give talks, but they also had laymen, laywomen, young, young men and women come and talk about the different issues that are important for them to hear and then discuss about. And there were always questions and answers, and bishops could have small groups, and they could talk about amongst themselves and, and support each other in the different difficulties that they're facing. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe that's something that you wouldn't necessarily imagine, a course run by the Vatican that includes... Mm-hmm. The entire church. Yeah, lay people, yeah. And the bishops enjoy hearing from lay people, and the bishops enjoy hearing from men and from women and yeah. from young people. It's not just like a top-down kind of thing. No. Yeah. That's So I, I love that. I loved seeing that, and I loved seeing how, how open the bishops were also to talking to us seminarians. Yeah. Uh, and they were very... Yeah, very grateful for the service that we offered. And yeah, because we kind of took... So like what we the brothers did, there, there was like 150 of us brothers right now in the house. What we did was we took care of all the practical details. Like we... We did their laundry, we took care of their meals, we served them, we took care of the music, we cleaned the house, we helped translate different things. So we, and the Vatican took care of like the, the, like the talks and the formation. So that's, but we were busy for the past 10 days or so. And it was, it was, it was pretty tiring. I'm, I'm, and it was, it was, it was, it was great to serve, but I'm, I'm kind of glad. Yeah, basically last, yeah, today, yesterday, tomorrow, they're all, be flying back to their diocese yep. and continuing their work they're doing. And so we'll be praying for them. Yeah, but it was great um, to have that snapshot, it, like to have that snapshot of the universal church. We had these men from all over the world in our seminary. I actually and, got to cut hair from a bishop who's uh, cool. been assigned to Iraq. Oh, man. And I know that's not an easy situation for the church there. Wow. And in cutting his hair, he was just sharing a little bit about, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, the he didn't go into too many details, but... It's not easy, but I just saw that I perceived in the way he spoke about it. The depth. That he's, yeah. he's totally given himself over. He's surrendered, I guess, that fear, wherever that might be there. Sure. So, yeah, I'm, here, I'm there to serve the, the church there, even though it's in this situation that wow. is objectively difficult. Wow. So those are the, like, those, like that, those are the kind of experiences that we want to share. Because, like, we, we receive so much, and we just want to, like, that's kind of why we want to do this podcast, because uh, we receive so much, we just want to kind of want to talk about it bounce ideas off each other, talk about life, um, to also to bring this like dunque hermeneutic to your own life. Right? <laughs> it sounds kind of like forced, the dunque hermeneutic, but little by little catch on, you'll, we'll get, we'll get, it'll be easier. But so that the idea is to, to, to look at your own life with the eyes of God. Like even though you might have like a, you know, like a day or two that are humdrum or whatever, there, God speaks to you. He speaks to us. He speaks to us through other people, through events and... And life is exciting when we open ourselves up to, to those voices, I think. Yeah. And so I had, speaking of humdrum, it was just another humdrum. Uh, sunny day in northern Italy a couple weeks ago. Ah. And another brother and I were traveling around meeting different uh, benefactors, you call them, so the, the people that support us at our seminary because we live based on donations. Right. And so there was a, we had mostly, we'd go to different, visiting different people's houses. We'd call them ahead of time and say, hey, can we come by to thank you personally? And they welcomed us always with, uh, great Italian biscotti cookies and coffee. And, and there was one morning we walked into a cafe 
a bar, they call it, and we sat down, we ordered our cappuccinos and our, and our cookies, and immediately this guy comes over to us and says, wow, are you, are you the new priest at the parish here? Oh, really? And we're like, no, we're seminarians, we're studying in Rome. And uh, there's usually like a typical next response, which usually most men feel like they, they're excited to see priests, uh-huh, and so they, uh-huh. they like to share that when they were our age or you know younger, yeah. they were altar servers. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I, I get that a lot. I don't know if you do as well. I, no, that, not so much. Hey, Father, I was an altar server when I was, you know. Yeah? Uh-huh. So he was an altar server. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he went he went <laughs> and told us. He? How old was he? He's close to 90. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but he, he, he seemed to remember his days of altar serving uh-huh. with endearment. Wow. Um, so we, we continued talking to him. And when we got up to try to pay, he said, no, Father, it's covered. Wow. Right? And it's a, it's a very simple gesture. But it brought a lot of it brought a lot of joy, and I thought it was it was interesting because it was just we thought we were just gonna go and have a cappuccino and then get on and hop on the road and go visit our next uh, mm-hmm. the next person we had on our list. Right. And it really brightened my day. I think like small acts like that mm-hmm. of appreciation mm-hmm. and thanks mm-hmm. can help a lot. Yeah, yeah, being attentive to yeah, and it totally like wow, you didn't expect it to happen, and it's just yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. And spe- speaking of special graces, so oh, yeah, so brother Andrew, who did you happen to oh, man. see casually one day in Rome? So, anyways, I it was about three weeks ago. I was going to St. Peter's for for mass. Um, there was a brother who was who was leaving the seminary um, after after a long time. We were able to have mass uh, with him to say goodbye to him as as he would go off to his to his new life. And we were just walking to St. Peter's. It was a it was a normal. I think it was like a Tuesday morning. Um, it was it was August twenty first. It was the feast of St. Pius X, who was a pope. And we he's actually buried inside St. Peter's Basilica on the ground floor. And as we were walking by that altar where he's buried, there was mass going on like like normal in the, early in the morning. And we just turned around. We saw a couple people gathered around, kind of like not participating in the mass, but kind of looking at the mass. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It usually doesn't happen. So I joined the crowd, and I looked. I looked uh, to see what they were looking at. I mean, it was a mass. There was a there was a mass in English, and I saw the Pope. He wasn't. <laughs> I saw the Pope, <laughs> Pope Francis. He wasn't celebrating the mass. That was that was that was the cool thing. Huh. He was in the sixth row, attending the mass, and that was that was like whoa. It's like, hey, there's Pope Francis. He's attending mass in his in his own basilica. So that was that was that for me, the dunque of that was like the lesson that I got from that was like, when I'm a priest, I want to I want to be humble like like Pope Francis. Like I don't want to feel like I don't know like I'm above other people or like I need to be like in charge or no like I, I don't know it just really attracted me just that down to earth practical humility of the Pope like and also like like. Of course, he's not, he's not the only one. I'm St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas, who's a great theologian that we study a lot here in the seminary. His daily habit was he would, he would celebrate Mass because he was a priest. He would celebrate Mass. And then after Mass, he would attend another Mass hmm. just as an, a normal faithful person. Hmm. So, so for me, like, that's like a, wow, like for me, I'm, I'm four, four years away from being a priest. Like I want, that's, that's got to be a priority. Like if, if Pope Francis... Like that, he's he's saying something with with by attending mass. He's he's teaching us. He's living what he says exactly. Because even in his trip to Africa, uh, if you haven't heard his speech to religious priests, uh, catechists um, there in Africa, he he said, as priest and and religious and catechist, we need to be 
exhausted at the end of every day because mm. we've lived close to the people. Oh, man. And that exhaustion wow. brings happiness and it wow. brings holiness. Wow. And so he doesn't just say those things because yeah. as we, Brother Andrew witnessed with his very own eyes yeah. and his camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I took a picture of it. Took a picture and then yeah. Father Matthew Schneider. That's right. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Took that picture, put it on his own social media and he's... And More famous would, than I'll ever be. Exactly. And both of us. He ended up. How many views did your picture have in twenty four hours? So like in tw- like it got to like a quarter million, <laughs> and then like by the second crazy. day it was like half. It was like half a million, and then it's just and then like newspapers took it here and <laughs> here in Italy and yeah like a no like, exaggeration. The newspaper that the Pope reads here in Italy it's called Il Messaggero. Messaggero. The messenger. The messenger. So the Pope reads it. They took the photo. They 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 took the photo that I took. <laughs> they got and, and then they published it, and my name came out in the paper. Yep. It was like it was like my fifteen minutes. Andrew Tory, <laughs> and they mentioned Andrew Tory, co-host of TGIFF. Oh, exactly, of, of course. course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, so we're gonna have to close the episode because we want it to be about half an hour, exactly, um, more or less. So as you're running, cleaning, exactly, uh, as you're commuting to work, if you want to uh, tune in. So next episode, Brother Andrew, what are we gonna talk about in twenty seconds? Introduction. Introduction. 20 second introduction. Okay, we are going to talk about our 30 day long retreat. So most of you are like, whoa, 30 days of silence. Of silence, not speaking. Like, how in the world could I do that? That seems inhuman, right? But it's not. It's not. It's more than human. It's, it's supernatural human. Yeah, supernaturally human. Supernaturally super human, but supernatural. Super human. Super, yeah. Natural. Natural. Yeah. Naturally speaking, of it's course. It's naturally, also, but also super. Super superly. and natural. Yeah, so. So that's what we're going to talk about, like, what our experience was, because we received so much during those 30 days. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, when you're on the boat with Jesus in the midst of a storm, or when you feel like you are hearing those words of forgiveness, and what are those experiences like? Yeah. It's amazing how God speaks to you. Yeah. It's, it's when, you, when you go in silence, you hear so much. And... I don't know, those three days taught me, they made me fall in love with silence even more. Amen. So for now, we'll be praying for you. And then on fa- our Facebook page, let us know if you have something that you want to hear us talk about, or if you have a question, or if you have a complaint, or whatever. Yes. Or if you want to talk about, the, get Brother Andrew's recipe for carrot cake, oh, or yes. whatever. Yes. That's, yeah, I don't know if I can share that with the four winds, but... But we'll see. But if you're, if you subscribe, <laughs> he will. If, if you subscribe, okay. Can people subscribe? Is that possible? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. I think you can. All right. On Google Podcasts. Oh yes, yeah, so you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, ah, okay. and more. So if you're a podcast person and on more. Anchor, and more, um, sponsored by Anchor. That's right. Okay. Well, we don't really have a way to close. We, the episode. We're gonna have to, like start with it. We have to do like a jingle. Yeah, like, we have to T-G-I-F-F. Signing out. <laughs>